welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. And the purpose of this podcast is to answer the questions for those of you who are considering moving to Alaska and having those questions answered by people who have either lived up here for a long time or have recently made the journey to come up here, or, you know, I guess if you're about to come up here as well. So today, I'm very fortunate to have um, you know a couple of my past clients and friends who've recently moved up here, and they're going to be talking about their you know their journey, kind of the the pros and cons of you know what they're liking so far about about moving here to uh, Wasilla, Alaska. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Andrew and Whitney. Hello. Hi. <laughs> well, it took a little uh, took took a little work on Zoom, but we finally got this to work, guys. So. <laughs> I feel like this is an accomplishment already. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and just jump into this then. So, I guess the first question I have then is, um, you know, when did you guys first really start thinking about about moving to Alaska? Uh, I think last year in twenty one, when we came up to visit at the end of October, beginning of November. I think at the end of that trip, we both kind of had a realization that uh, we love Alaska. And if anywhere, um, if we were going to move anywhere, it would probably be Alaska. Out of all the other states that we've actually been to and seen and everything else about it. And I had a buddy up here who offered me a job. So it was, it was a long thought for about six months before <laughs> we uh, decided to make the jump. Gotcha. Now, for the listeners, where are you guys coming from? Just so they kind of have an idea for, I guess, some of the um, um, some of the whiplash almost that you guys are going through, at least as far as climates go. <laughs> so we come from California, Northern California, uh, Santa Rosa, Sonoma County specifically. Um, for those of you who know, that's you know about an hour north of San Francisco, um, right in wine country. The weather there's consistently inconsistent but always sunny um so alaska is very different in weather aspects <laughs> yeah definitely so um and uh whitney yeah this might be news to you because uh here's the thing so whitney is is actually in the process of moving up here we've already closed in the house with uh with andrew but she's uh, hasn't quite made the move for herself just yet so um <laughs> So yeah, Whitney, just to let you know, the uh, it's been, definitely been raining this, the past couple of weeks here. <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm jealous. It's been about 85 degrees here. <laughs> Man, you know, I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd really like some rain after you know the hot summer that we had, but it uh, it does start to wear on you a little bit, especially because like the other night I like stayed up till like almost midnight, getting my back deck like all stained and and refinished, and then like the rain came through, and it's like. Oh. Anyway, so I guess, Whitney, um, for you, it was your first time coming up here to Alaska and kind of visiting. What was your your first impression of the state? My first impression that comes to mind is walking out of the airport terminal into like where you get your rental cars. Um, The end of October and realizing, oh, my gosh, it is so cold here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like stark cold. Um, but over the course of our like 
almost two week vacation there, I started to adapt and I got to see the mountains and the scenery. I'm like, I looked at Andrew. I'm like, if I was going to move anywhere, I think Alaska would be it. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, because the scenery is so beautiful and the people are actually really nice. Um, And certain parts remind me of California, at least from Northern California, how small and like close knit it is, especially in Wasilla where we were going in Palmer. Um, But yeah, that's, (laughs) I'm excited to experience the summer eventually because I'm coming when it's kind of not warm anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, right now you're kind of 0 for 2, so. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So did you guys come up here initially with kind of the the thought of, okay, this might be a place we're going to move to, or did that just kind of happen to you after you were here? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, For the longest time, I've wanted to leave California, and part of the agreement Whitney and I had together was she wouldn't move anywhere we haven't visited together, um, primarily in the months that are, you know, the the least – the least nice months. I don't know the the bad seasons. There we go. So we wanted to go into winter, but the way our schedule worked beginning November worked. And um, when we were here, we're just, it kind of just sunk in like this could be a place for us to go, but it definitely was not a trip to go see if we want to move here. It just happened to work out that way. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's really how we get about half our population is, um, the people up here have visitors come up and, you know, that's how you slowly start reeling them in. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely what my buddy did. <laughs> that's awesome. So what were slash are some of the, the big challenges to moving up here? Oh, logistics. All the logistics has just been, I don't want to say a nightmare, but for lack of a better word, it's been a bit of a nightmare getting the logistics figured out. Um, it's, it is very expensive for the people who don't know. Um, right now with the way that prices are just kind of everywhere, um, it was worth shipping up our vehicles, um, but it's definitely no no cheap feat to do that. Um, renting a U-Haul or finding a moving company, it's all very expensive. So definitely logistics has been the most difficult part for us um, for for coming up here got it so you guys used a a moving company then no well (laughs) we're using a mom and dad moving company so my folks actually agreed to uh drive a u-haul for us up the alcan um so we shipped my truck through a moving company we are shipping whitney's truck through a moving company and then my folks will be bringing up the rest of our stuff um at the end of august and we're flying two dogs on an airplane (laughs) Yes, that's that's going to be fun. Are they? Um, so I've seen one kind of around there in the background. Is is the other one any kind of like a, a short nosed? No, both German dog? shepherds. Okay. So they're both good to go. <laughs> okay, okay, good to go. Because yeah, I've heard like the American bulldogs, like dogs with kind of the the flat noses, like they for whatever reason they usually run into issues both um, on the airplanes and trying to get through the border for whatever reason. Apparently the air is different in Canada. I don't know. <laughs> they do. They're on a do not fly list. The short nosed dogs. I learned that. <laughs> I and I don't get it. Like they're like, well, they could have like 
you know, problems. It's like, I mean, these dogs sound like they've been breathing asbestos their whole lives anyway. So not sure, <laughs> not sure how the plane's going to be that much different, but, but anyway, um, how much did it cost for you guys to, to ship two trucks? I mean, obviously everyone's are going to be a little different, but that's one of the biggest questions I usually get from people is just trying to get an idea. Are we talking hundreds or are we talking yeah. thousands to, to ship uh, a truck? It's, it's thousands. Um, so for my truck, um, I have a 1990 Dodge uh, W350. It is lifted. It's on 35 inch tires. It has an eight inch flat or an eight foot flatbed. Um, and so my cost for my truck was almost 5,000 because it was a lot more difficult to find a trucking company who would drive it up to Seattle from Santa Rosa. Um, they want to just more money more money it's gonna cost more because it's so big it's overweight but it just looks really big there's not a lot of weight to it since half it's just empty flatbed um and then for whitney's if we have a shipping company pick it up from santa rosa take it to seattle and ship it over to anchorage it's about thirty six hundred dollars but if we can get it to seattle and then from the port of seattle to the port of anchorage uh that is about 2500 so it's a good thousand dollars less and uh she has a 1996 forerunner that's also lifted on 33 inch tires um but it fits better it's a smaller looking compact vehicle um but that's about say about eight thousand dollars total for two vehicles gotcha so do we have any kind of an idea so if you were to just take it straight to the company without them having to go pick it up like you know yeah, how so much that would be 2600 if we took it to seattle ourselves if a trucking company picked it up in santa rosa it'd be about 3600 so about a thousand dollar difference between them picking it up and us getting it up to seattle and what company is that andrew there's that's uh, a... we used we used right way auto for my truck and for whitney's truck we will be using um the alaska auto transport company Gotcha. So they're both okay. easy to work with. Um, prices, yeah, they're just, for what they are, they're not bad considering what new or used vehicles are costing. Yeah. Purchase. And I, I can speak to that like personally lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just bought a new car not too long ago yourself, right? Yeah. Well, bought a new, uh, new used car. New to me. New to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, I thought I was going to get more out of that Honda Civic Hybrid than I did, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's a nice oh. looking car you have now, though. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. I mean, I, I will say, finally, I'm getting some respect on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to dress them bigger than everybody else. They kind of move out of your way. That You know, I had a friend let me uh, borrow her truck for a little bit, you know, while the thing was in the shop. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I kind of like this. I can step up into the car now. People yeah. just kind of get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, it's that was that's why Whitney drives a Lifter Forerunner because she did not like driving a small car either. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess kind of talking about cars here a little bit. Then I kind of talked with Whitney a little bit before about her experience of um, kind of driving on the the ice and the snow a little bit. I guess we're not quite at that time of year because this is about mid-August at the time we're recording this. 
Um, but from your experience of being up here, Andrew, what's kind of your, your thoughts on the roads here in this area? Uh, so I've been up here most of summertime. Um, and the roads are, they're actually fine. They're good. They're well, um, there are, I've noticed in like my truck, especially there are, uh, some, uh, I don't know what the word is here. Um, the tracks in the roads, just from people driving in the snow and snow tires and, you know, creating ruts more or less. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get caught in those with my bigger tires. Um, but as far as being the real rain we've had the last few weeks, hasn't been that bad either. Um, down Santa Rosa, our roads flooded all the time. Anytime after a week worth of rain, whether it was heavy or light, we'd have flooded roads. And surprisingly up in the valley and even down here in Anchorage, it's really not that bad at all. Yeah, well, I mean, the rain here is usually more of a drizzle more than like just yeah. a torrential downpouring. But yeah. I mean, we, um, the road system definitely gets put through its paces during the breakup though. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, last, when we were here beginning of last winter, uh, we had snow and ice on the ground and um, I was rather impressed with how quickly they got snow cleared out off the highways and off the roads. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, especially on the, the Galena highway, because I mean, that's, yeah legitimately the majority of the state like uses that road almost every day so <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are, but they're also actually, pretty clear. I, I will add to that because that is really the main way between anchorage and the rest of the state by car um a couple of weeks ago there was an accident and it was stopped for two and a half three hours so that is, there is the downside to that, to just being a two-lane highway in and out. And that's that's a that's a really good point. I mean, the other thing too is they've got construction pretty much. I'm not going to say nonstop, but if they've got road work to do. Like, you think they're going to do it in the winter time, or are they going to do it in the summertime? All summer, all sunlight, crews are always out. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's when work's going to get done. So. Luckily, it's pretty rare that they just completely stop it. But, you know, there are definitely some times where it's it's going to be some slow driving going from the Matsu Valley over to Anchorage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what made you guys decide to, to go with the Matsu Valley as opposed to like Anchorage or, you know, Eagle River, any of these other places? Um, I think. 80% of our decision was really based on price and what we can afford. Uh, Cause we really did not want to rent anymore. Uh, we were renting, you know, a two bedroom, two bath apartment in Santa Rosa. And it was costing us an arm and a leg. We both worked full time and still always, always tight. So up in the Valley is definitely a little uh, less expensive, especially for what you can get your bang for your buck, essentially. Um, you know, our property we found what just just over an acre, three bedroom house, two bathrooms. Uh, I think it was just under seventeen hundred square foot. Mm-hmm. And something like that back in Santa Rosa would have cost us close to nine hundred thousand to a million just to be on an acre. That is wild. Yeah, it is absolutely. And our house is in 
great condition to some of those houses down there that are on sale or for sale. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to really kind of look at the cost of living index down there because I remember looking yeah. at California before and going, yeah, Alaska's nothing compared to that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but other than that, um, the Valley, Wasilla, Palmer, Meadow Lakes area, it's all very small town feel, which is um, what Santa Rosa was like when we were growing up. Um, the last 10 years, it really blew up big. Uh, to a small, trying to be a little small metropolitan area. Um, and that wasn't really who I am. It's not who Whitney is. We enjoy the kind of slower living. We enjoy the dirt roads, the gravel roads, and just kind of peaceful quietness around. Right, right. Uh, so Whitney, with um, with you kind of in the transition period now, because you're going to be so... Uh, the house is closed. Andrew's here. He's working. And Whitney is going to be coming up from California in a couple of weeks here. So with that being the case, and you've got two dogs, what's the, you know, what's the, uh, the process look like for getting them transported up here? It is, it's actually when you break it down, not too complex, not a too calm, like it, it doesn't cost too much to fly dogs as long as you, um, put them under the plane in the kettle. Um, but you do have to go through um, a health screening process for any animals that are going to be transported. Um, so we're going to be flying Alaskan Airlines from San Francisco um, because that's actually the only direct flight from our area up to Anchorage, Alaska. And we're not going to want to deal with putting the animals um, through like a layover because then you have to transport them from plane to plane, which is whole ordeal in itself <laughs> oh got it so you want to do a direct flight if you're transporting dogs animals yes. then. okay yes any animals you can transport um anywhere from guinea pigs to you know large dogs to cats um you can if they are service animals take them um inside the plane with you um but that also requires well-behaved animals and ours are a little rambunctious <laughs> <laughs> so, but as long as you get a health screening um, at least 10 days prior to your flight um, and they are in a secure kennel, you're able to fly them. <laughs> Got it. Okay. And they, obviously they have to test negative for COVID and all that too. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that really makes sense. That kind of surprises me too, that um, you can take like the rodents and all them yeah. yeah anything on there too because i know like with the ferry system like you you can't you know which yeah. understandably they don't want any kind of rodents getting loose on the ship so that that makes sense but but um i mean you know on the upside for the ferry though you can bring elephants and like everything else so that's that's how the the circus gets their animals up here oh wow <laughs> that's crazy yep so <laughs> A uh, certain time of the year, if you're coming up on the ferry, definitely uh, jump down into the hole and see what you can find. You never know. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a million selfies with elephants by the time that week right? was over. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So now that you're, you know, now that you're kind of living up here, Andrew, yeah, I mean, I know it's been pretty nose to the grindstone we've been focused on on getting the house closed and starting the new job and everything but now that you're here is 
Alaska about what you expected it would be, or have there been some surprises along the way? Uh, I'd say it's honestly kind of on par for what I was thinking. Um, there was definitely the first two weeks I was up here, it was a bit of a struggle trying to get used to um, the sunlight being one in the morning and it's still bright as can be that threw me off um, more than I expected. Uh, but the people are great. The communities are great that I've been around so far. Um, traffic has been amazing. Uh, um, but I just, I don't know. I almost feel like this is more home than Santa Rosa was. Um, I just feel like I just fit right in and kind of got into it and haven't looked back yet. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny here and you say like traffic is really good because I think I was actually complaining about having to wait at like two stoplights earlier today in Wasilla. Yeah, well, okay. With that, I will say Wasilla gets a little gets a little crowded. Um, certain times I have noticed that. But for the last three years, I was doing a two and a half hour commute down to San Francisco in the Bay Area. So, oh, okay. So yeah, this, this is absolutely this, nothing to you then. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why everybody keeps, you know, talking, asking me why, uh, why did I buy a house up in the Valley or, you know, at the, at the end of Wasilla when my work is down in Anchorage, don't you know, because people seem to not understand that the commute times up here, it seems like a real long way making that 45 minutes to an hour commute, but it's, it's not bad for what I've done. So I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, for the people really from the metropolitan areas like, you know, Santa Monica or, you know, Dallas, Miami, like that's really not, that's nothing. And actually, you know, it's driving time. It's not waiting in traffic. Exactly. I would always rather be moving if it takes me longer. I don't like sitting still. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely get that then. So with you haven't been up here so far, what are some of the things you've enjoyed so you've enjoyed the most so far from from being up here um i absolutely just love looking at a postcard every day driving to work every day is like looking at a postcard it's absolutely beautiful um i've been fishing a handful of times already uh i love that i don't have to go very far to get some good quality fishing in um my first week up here, one of my coworkers, we hopped in his side by side in his driveway at his house, and we're at the top of one of the mountains back there in about a half hour, and seeing the overview of the valley and seeing the Kinnick Glacier out on the, uh, on the edge, absolutely just mind blowing and breathtaking. That that's all right here. You know, I don't have to go drive two hours to go to the mountains anymore. It's just having all that accessibility to the outdoors is absolutely ecstatic for me right yeah that's awesome i mean that that really is one of the big draws of the matsu valley as well yeah. so whitney with um coming up here yourself remind me again do you or are you working with the same company as andrew or do you have um, a different route you're going to be taking because i know that's employment is definitely one of those questions like everybody always asks me about how do you find a job? What's the, you know, what's the secret? 
I am actually lucky enough um, that I currently work remotely from home and I'm able to take my job with me when I move to Alaska. So I'll just be working in Alaska starting about an hour earlier <laughs> because of the time difference. Gotcha. Okay. So lots more Zoom calls just like this in your future then. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I work for the state of California and they're actually let me letting me work temporarily quote unquote, is the language they use um, from Alaska, which will be really nice. Gotcha. That's, that's interesting. And they're not, uh, they're not really pushing back on that very much or. Um, as long as they can continue taking out California taxes, which they will, they are completely fine with it. <laughs> that's the, yeah, I guess that's the catch. Okay. Yes. That, that makes sense. So Andrew, from what you've just noticed so far up here, because I mean, you, you got to the other side, you got the job and all that. Um, do you have any like tips or insights for people who might be looking at, at um, finding employment up here? Yeah. So I have noticed um, as far as finding jobs, when you're trying to move up here, there's really only a handful of um Maybe not a handful, but um, a lot of companies I've noticed like to hire from within Alaska. So depending on what career field you in, you're in, um, will help you get a job up here um, quicker, or you know, can take a long time. Like myself, I do power generation, so I work on uh, generators, backup generators, uh, diesel, natural gas. So a lot of what remote Alaska survives on for power and energy is what I work on. So I was lucky enough to kind of have that niche to find a job in. Um, and the fact that my buddy was up here and we do the same thing. So he's able to put a good word in for me and help me get in, but just keep applying. Um, you know, anything you can do to get your foot in the door somewhere, if you really want to make it, uh, make it up here to Alaska. Um, like I was telling Whitney, you know, if she didn't want to keep her job, we could find something else just to get her up here. And then you can always find something else down the road. You know, the job you find to get up here doesn't have to be your forever job up here. That's pretty much what I would recommend to people who can't or have a difficult time finding something. I mean, a hundred percent. I agree with that. Cause I mean, I can speak for myself. Definitely the first job I had up here is not, uh, not the job I ended up going with, but I just had to, um, Really, I just needed quick, dirty money, and I needed to kind of establish myself um, to other employers that you know I could, you know, survive in Alaska because that's one of their main concerns is that you're going to get up here, they're going to go invest all this time and effort into you to get you trained up, just for you to be like, ah, it's too cold in January, peace. Yeah, like that's that's really what they're afraid of because it's so, happened quite a bit. Yeah. So actually, with that, um, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Uh, with my company, even though I did know somebody who works there, I, you know, went through the full interview process and three interviews over however long it was, but I did sign a two-year contract with my company. So I signed a two-year that I will be with them. And if I leave for whatever reason, um, I'll essentially have to pay back um, the hiring bonus they gave me. So again, depending on what field you're in, you could possibly find an employer who's willing to help pay for a relocation or a bonus. Um, I know a lot of medical field, uh, they'll do that teaching. Um, they'll do that. Uh, 
the energy and power industry, most of them will do it depending on what you can do for them. Um, biologists, science, there's a lot of jobs like that. So, Gotcha. So pretty much just giving you the golden handcuffs then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Gotcha. That's fine with me. You know, we're planning on sticking up here for quite a while. So, yeah, I mean, after you've gone through all the work to move up here, most people don't want to just turn right around and and go back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, let's see, Whitney, I've got one more question here for you. So, with you in the process of of actually making the, you know, making the uh, the jump to move up here physically in a couple of weeks, is there anything you wish you could have told Whitney from a couple of weeks ago for kind of getting her ready to get to the point where you're at now? I would have told myself to start the packing process earlier. Um, <laughs> we are trying to take um, some items, but we're tr definitely trying to narrow down the amount we are taking. Um, and I wish I would have started that trek a few weeks ago. <laughs> it's like, it's so, it's so difficult to do because you don't realize how much stuff you have until you have to think about moving it. Oh yes. Boxes of stuff I haven't seen in years. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Has that been a, a difficult process for you guys in deciding what to keep and what to get rid of? I would say the challenge that there is, is that um, Andrew's in Alaska and I'm here packing all of our stuff. So in order to determine, you know, like what we're keeping and not, I kind of have to like, we've, the tactic we use right now is sending pictures. Oh, here's this. Do you want to keep this? Are we getting rid of this? <laughs> so it's, it's definitely been more of a challenge, a delay in deciding like what we're keeping, what we're not. Um, definitely trying to get rid of as much as I can. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, as soon as you start loading up the trailer too much, that's when you start having having a lot of uh, car troubles and tires blowing out on you and axles going out and stuff like that over on the Alcan. So I'm um, yeah. sure your family's going to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, with that, I'm also grateful. My dad's been working on cars for 30 some odd years. So something happens, I'm more than trusting that my dad can handle it on the road so yeah well that's uh he definitely would have been the good person to have had around like for me the last time i went because yeah all 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 sorts of issues but i'm sure he could have <laughs> just looked at it and like just fixed it with his gaze probably <laughs> yeah it's kind of annoying how how often he does that honestly yeah yeah i mean dad's it's just kind of a kind of a dad thing, I guess. <laughs> I gotta say, like my dad tried so hard to like teach me like you know basic contracting stuff when I was a kid, like just for fixing stuff. But in one ear and out the other, and here I am, like grown man, having to watch all these YouTube videos <laughs> and how to do stuff now. <laughs> hey, it's like I tell people I work with now. Anybody can watch YouTube and become a master in that craft. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of the nature of the beast now. Yeah, but. All right. So from your perspective of kind of being in Alaska now, what are some of the pros and what are the some of the cons you've noticed so far? Kind of 
overall? Like a yep, just just there? overall. Huh. I think so far the cons, um, depending on how you're moving up, I definitely miss having Whitney and the dogs and the family. Um, I didn't expect to miss them as much. But now that we have a house and kind of being in a good-sized house, empty by myself, it's kind of wearing on you a little bit. So it's nice when you're up here with family to um, have them up here with you. If you can get them to move with you or a roommate or have people with you and have them there for you. Um, I'd probably say it's honestly the biggest con for me. Um, but other than that, I'm enjoying as much as I can. Um, just you can feel the freedom being up here to do what I want to do whenever I want to do it. Um, fuel prices, they're a little high up here, but they're amazing considering being in California. Um, the prices on everything, um, I was thinking that was going to be a real big con coming up based off of other videos and everything. But again, from California, the prices really aren't bad. Um, so I'm kind of pretty, pretty put that on my pro side. Um, but yeah, other than kind of just being alone right now, I'd say everything else is a pro. You know, just, I love the weather. I love rain and overcast and clouds and yeah, everything about it. <laughs> I can't really give you a, a cons at the moment. Um, but Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I wanted to hear. And I mean, luckily that con's going to be taken care of pretty quick here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just been a long few months, so we're getting ready. Get the family up here. I'll uh, miss my couch. I'm not gonna lie, I miss my couch entirely. <laughs> Do you have the? Uh, oh man, you have like the the single guy lawn chair thing in the living room. <laughs> uh, I bought a camping chair and a camping table, <laughs> uh, but I bought a nice chair. So it's one of those camping rockers that you sit out by the fire. It's like Andrew. Andrew, do you hear yourself right now? <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. a nice camping yeah. chair. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know. It is. But yeah, no, it'll it'll be nice to have my stuff. But just kind of living in an empty house, kind of feel like a squatter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, everything's going to be here before you know it, though. Yeah. All right. Well, do you guys have any any final thoughts or or anything other topics you'd like to touch on that you know think it'd be useful for people that are moving up here? I would say the easiest part of moving so far was with your help buying the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, that was the whole a... process between you and the whole team made it absolutely amazing. It was the easiest thing. Um, it was relatively quick considering how you were saying sometimes it can take up to like three months to close. I think we did it in six weeks. That was uh, that was pretty impressive. I got to say, like, I'm going to give a lot of credit to the seller because, I mean, he got in there, he hustled, he got stuff done. But yeah, I did. Yeah, that, he did. Um, I think y'all's might have been the fastest closing I've had so far this year. So it was good. And um, the first house we liked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't always happen. So <laughs> uh, um, got a good one. We had like three other people we were competing with, too. So, <laughs> yeah, you came in good, though. Um, but I'd say for people who are thinking about it, uh, come up, absolutely come up. 
you come up in the summertime, it's beautiful, it's amazing. Uh, there are a lot of tourists, so it might seem busier than it really is. I did notice that. Um, if you don't want to come for the first time in the middle of winter, uh, you know, January, late December, where it's going to be cold and snowy, I would definitely recommend probably coming in like end of October, November, like we did, where it's getting cold. There was snow and ice. Kind of get your feet wet, essentially. But come up, check it out, drive around, go to the bars, eat the good food, the Ale House, the Frontiersmen, Denali. Just go see it. Go check it out. That's that's it, really. Yeah, it's hard to hard to improve on that tip. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I really do appreciate it. It was, it was our pleasure working with y'all and, um, you know, definitely we're, um, I'm looking forward to having you guys right down the road really from where I'm at now. So, um, you know, definitely don't be a stranger and you know, I'm sure we'll, uh, be checking in here, you know, as soon as you're, as soon as the family's here and you guys are all settled in. That'd be great. Thanks, Jamin, for everything. This was, this was great too. Yes. Thank you. Thank hey, my pleasure. Oh, 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 oh,